Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, October 6th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Noodle Day. Okay. I can get down with some noodles. I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Look, one of the one of the easiest meals that I, I cook for myself and Gavin is literally... Um, Literally, all it is is um, egg noodles and smoked sausage. Okay. And all right. You know, I don't know if I've ever had egg noodles. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look that up. I, I might be lying to you. Um. No. You know what? I I don't think I have ever had egg noodles. Okay. Noodles. Yeah. Just just throw a bag of egg noodles in and. Um, then basically all you have to do is just um, warm up some smoked sausage, chop it up into little bite-sized pieces, and then put that in together. Oh, oh my god! Boom, dinner right there, meal. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a, what I do I'm, what I do with it is literally just um, do. Um, uh, I put in garlic salt on top of oh, it. Oh yeah, just to that's, add that's a little bit more flavor to it, and it's really good. We uh, I like we love I love ramen noodles. Um, and that is that is my lunch. A lot of times is I'll just throw a, a thing of ramen in there and, and make that. And if yeah, if I'm if I'm cooking for the kids, I'll do almost the exact same thing you do. We do the the smoked turkey links or whatever. We'll chop that up and right. I'll put a little scramby egg in it too to make it almost Ooh. like almost like fried rice. Um, pretty good, man. It's no, it's nothing fancy. And then I'll throw a little adobo on top and then I'll get mine. And I'll throw a pound a half, pound and a half of you know spicy stuff all over mine because I'm a everything I eat is spicy. Honestly, I'm trying to think of one thing I eat that's not <laughs> spicy, and I can't come up with anything. So yeah. big fan of noodles, uh, but I, I make them super super spicy when uh, when I make them. Billy, last night the Braves wrapped up their season, falling to the Marlins twelve to nine. Ozuna gets three RBIs. Heredia and Olson add two RBIs apiece. Grissom and Rosario add in RBIs. Jack Stevens got the start last night for the Braves, went three innings, giving up three earned runs and striking out no one. Pitchers last night for the Braves struggled a bit. Uh, Tyler Matzik went two innings, giving up two runs. And then Jesse Chavez went one-third of an inning, gave up three hits, four earned runs, and one walk. Yeah, it wasn't a good night. No. Uh, it was not a good night for the Braves overall, but – you know, hey, it happens. It's it's one of one sixty two, and now it's over. So plus, it was a bullpen game on the last day of the year that um, Dansby Swanson uh, started, uh, got his at bat, and then got pulled immediately. Yeah, 
Yep. So it, I mean, you kind of anticipated that to happen. So Com- completed his 162. Him and Matt Olson both completed their 162. Olson's 162 though wasn't 162 starts. It was just 162 games that he played in. Uh, and Dan's Bay's was 162 starts, which is which is crazy in this day and age. And and Billy, you know, last night we were talking about Matt Olson. He did he did start and play the entire game because we were wondering. I knew Riley wouldn't play him last night. Uh, who's our backup first baseman if Olsen didn't play last night? But he he did in fact play the entire game. Riley at that point. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know who else would play first base honestly if it wasn't Riley. If Riley was at third and Olsen got hurt. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Um, but something that I just thought of, Billy. Give give me a yes or no. The pitchers that pitched last night. Give me a yes or no on if they will see any action in the postseason. Uh, let's see. Jake Stevenson, or excuse me, Jackson, Jackson Stevens. Stevens. Jackson Stevens. I doubt it. Um, only he may get some in there, but I very, very seriously doubt it. He's he's one of those relievers that um, gets pulled in for long relief, and I don't anticipate us having that those issues in the. I agree. I, I hope I hope we don't see Jackson Stevens. I'll put it that way. Uh, Tyler Matzik. Oh, yes. Yes, agreed. Uh, Jesse Chavez. I hope not, but yes. Agreed. Her. I'm there with you. I'm there with you on Jesse Chavez. Uh, Silva- Silvino Bracho. Uh, no. I don't even know who the hell that is. Uh, Dylan Lee. Uh, Dylan Lee is a possibility. Dylan Lee is yeah. a, a really so- solid uh, reliever. So I think I think Matzik is a for sure that we saw last night. We'll pitch in the postseason. Uh, Jackson Stevens and Jesse Chavez are a possibility, though we hope they do not pitch. And then Dylan Lee, I'm sure Dylan Lee will come in at some point for, you know, an inning or something here or there. Right. Uh, we did get some good news yesterday on the Braves front. Spencer Strider is a possibility for the NLDS, although we won't need him after we sweep whoever we play uh, because it'll be Freed, Wright, and Morton. Uh, and we'll get all three of those wins, and we'll be able to let Spencer Strider rest for another series uh, until we go on to the NLCS and beat the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman. So that would be that would um, be fantastic. I'll I'll say that for sure. Well, well, that's, that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. um, you know, no need to hope or wish or think it'll be something. That that's what it will be. We'll be sweeping uh, whoever it is, whether it's the Phils or the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we will be sweeping them. Although, if it's the Cardinals, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm going to be torn a little bit just because of the love I have for so many Cardinals who are retiring this year. Yeah, Bueno, Bueno, Pujols, and then Yachty. And that's all three of those players are are legends in this game right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Bueno was a brave. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I didn't know that honestly until I was looking at his um, uh, the website I'm staring at right now. Baseball Reference, Baseball my goodness. Reference. Yes, that one, that one right there. Thank you. Uh, he was with the Braves when he was a um, when he was a younger younger kid, right? We drafted Wayno. Yeah, we drafted Wayno and then traded him. And I'm trying to remember who we traded him for. And it was it was probably a horrible trade if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it was. No. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, getting getting Adam Wainwright, trading Adam Wainwright for anybody um, was probably a it's probably a bad trade. That guy is a all star. I mean, excuse me, Hall of Famer, right? In your in your opinion, Hall of Famer? 
I'm not sure about Wainwright. Okay. Okay. Uh, we trade. We the Atlanta Braves traded with Ray King and Jason Marquis to the St. Louis Cardinals, including Adam Wainwright, uh, and we got JD Drew and Eli Marrero back. That's right. So, JD yeah, that was, stuff. JD Drew. I forgot. I forgot the Braves had JD Drew. I used to like him back in the day. He was a good player. Uh, Billy, tonight, actually not tonight, today, this afternoon, Lunchman Special, Hawks versus Bucks. The NBA season officially begins for our Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the game starts at noon on NBA TV in Abu Dhabi against the Bucks. It's a glorified, it's a glorified summer league, essentially, this game. Um, I, you know, now that I'm reading this, I'd be surprised if we saw any regular starters tonight. But I wonder if the NBA is going to tell the Hawks and the Bucks, hey, we need Trey and Giannis to play like a quarter because of where this is being played. It's over in Abu Dhabi and it's it's an exhibition, but it's something that you want to be proud of. You know, you want your brand to go over there right. and put on a show. Um, so, I, you know, I wrote this this morning and now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if we might see the starters for a quarter tonight just to make it look good. Maybe, um, you know, it's. I don't know, man. It's it's preseason basketball. It's the same thing with preseason hockey, though. Preseason hockey just is a lot different. Just simply, you use preseason hockey to get chemistry going, especially with lines. With basketball, it's a lot different. Um, it, it seems like basketball, you can get chemistry throughout the year. So, and uh, and and Billy, I'm going to tell you this now, kind of go off on a tangent here. Uh, but I will be I will be following a hockey team this year. I will be picking a hockey team. Hey. Uh, yeah, and I will be announcing it on the podcast before the regular season begins. So I uh, oh, do what? Crap. Regular season starts next week, man. I know, I know. They no were talking way. about it on a. They were talking about it on the Pat McAfee uh, podcast yesterday. Um, so yeah, I will be picking a hockey team. I will be following that hockey team throughout the year. Uh, but Hawks versus Bucks tonight. What I the players I have to watch for this preseason? It's only four games: uh, two games against the Bucks, one game against the Cavs, and one game against the Pelicans. Uh, the players that I have my eye on that I'm excited to see: Jalen Johnson. He showed spurts of brilliance last year. Hopefully, he stays healthy this season, uh, and he's not a rookie anymore. So Nate will actually play him, which is nice. Anyeka Okongwu should be our starting four ton of raw talent needs to be uh, needs to hone in his jumper and wing D just a bit uh, but I like what Onyeka Okongwu brings to the table he can play that stretch four or the five role AJ Griffin the rookie out of Duke participated in practice last Friday after tweaking his ankle could be a nice bench piece if Nate decides to play him as we all know any Hawks fan Nate hates playing rookies for some reason I don't understand it he just does and he doesn't give them any playing time and then a kid that we recently picked up from OKC in a trade that I think flew under the radar a lot, Vit Prejic. We got him from OKC. Uh, I believe that was the Mo Harkless trade. The kid's got some talent, man. He could be a possible rotational guard off the bench for the Hawks. Uh, I like a lot of what I'm seeing from him. I, I watched a bunch of film on him last week when we made the trade. Uh, he brings a lot of talent at the table, so that's that'll be something else interesting to watch in the preseason for the Hawks. But remember, today at noon on NBA TV, they uh, they kick it off in Abu Dhabi versus the Bucks. So a lot, of, a lot of anticipation. Do what? How much of this are you watching? 
I will probably have this entire game on. I'll probably watch this entire game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have I'll have the the Hawks Bucks game up on my TV, probably on mute more than likely, and then I'll have old Pat Mac on my main monitor because I have a massive man crush on Pat Mac, and anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I have a huge man crush on Pat Mac. I could I could honestly do a podcast just about Pat McAfee. I'm sure we could. <laughs> well good the hawks uh bucks will go off at noon today um you're gonna have to keep me updated on on how it goes yeah i definitely will i'll keep you updated as long as it matters um you know it it might be one of those games where you get into the third minute and people come in that we haven't even heard of so i'll, I'll keep you updated bill yesterday you sent me this this is yeah you sent me this and it, it raised my eyebrow quite a bit joel klatt's top 10 now is this okay. le- is this legit dude or is this clickbait come on no it's it's not it's not clickbait and if you get a chance to to watch his video on his top 10 or his top five at least do it because when you listen to joel klatt and a lot of people it's a lot of people hate joel klatt especially here in the south because joel klatt does a lot of the fox sports stuff which is Mostly Big 12, Big 10 games, right? And, and I'm pretty sure they're about to start doing the SEC. They are. They're losing the Big 10. So um, when you listen to Joel Platt's reasoning, he changes his top five every single week as opposed to just saying, oh, well, I had Alabama or Georgia won last week, so they won again, so let me keep them one again this week. Now, so his is more like a weekly power ranking than yes. instead of and like a culmination. Is, okay. Right. And it's I think it's he goes after this week, he he's like, This is where my top top five is. And it was it was a really interesting video. You're gonna have to watch it because when you when I sent that to you, you're like, Oh, that's clickbait. But I'm telling you, I went through his entire fifteen minute video and <clears throat> his his reasoning is is sound. If that makes sense, um, I'm. I don't agree with it, but his reasoning is sound, and you can't compl- you can't blame him for his reasoning. Um, he's got Ohio State one, Bama two, and he said these were the only the only two things that were holding Ohio State back previously were the defense, um, and and something else. There were two. And he said defense and something else. And I can't can't remember, but defense has definitely stepped up for Ohio State being a top 10 uh, defense and and all that kind of jazz. And Bama playing, you know, kind of shoddy opponents this year has been different. He He has Georgia at five. And the reasoning he has Georgia at five. And he has Michigan and Clemson above them. His reasoning, he says, look, he goes, Kent State, it was a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. He goes, what are you doing, Georgia? Like, if I'm going to consider you as a number one team, why are you playing? Why are you keeping Kent State around in the fourth quarter? Same thing with with Missouri. I mean, you you can't be be in the top two, in my opinion, if you're going to keep Missouri. Like, you were trailing until four minutes to go in the fourth. So a lot of the reasoning was sound. He did say that his Clemson pick, he's like, look, Clemson's probably going to end up winning the the ACC. They don't have anybody left on their schedule that's 
that's going to challenge him. Um, and Michigan, he's he's got up there. He said he's been really impressed with their rotation, um, just the change in, in how things have gone with the quarterback change that they've had for this year. Um, they've got Oklahoma State at 6, USC 7, Penn State 8, Tennessee 9, and Utah 10. That's Joel Platt's top 10. But like I said, you're going to have to listen to I want you to listen to the video, Bryce, and then report back to me and, and let me know what you think because I I thought his reasoning was sound. I, like I said, I don't agree with him 100%, but his reasoning was sound. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to him and get even more furious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, essentially, essentially, he has UGA out of the playoffs right here. That's what he's saying. Right now. I mean, yes. And he yeah, said, right now. He said this could change next week. Well, yeah, it can change every week. That's the point of rankings. But I, I don't, I don't see Michigan or Clemson. If you want to rank UGA third, I am perfectly fine with that. I do not care. If you want to rank them fourth, that's fine with me. I don't care. But Michigan and Clemson are not better football teams than UGA. That's, they're just not. You can look and watch the games, and I've watched, I've watched a couple of Clemson's games. I've watched every single UGA game, whether it's been on replay or live. Uh, and I've watched every single Michigan game because I hate Michigan and I want them to lose every damn time they get on the football field. And UGA is a better team, much better team than Clemson. And I think they're a better team than Michigan. I, I thought that, you know, it's kind of hard because I thought Michigan was on par with UGA last year and we saw in the playoffs that they were uh, they were not. Um, so, uh, yeah. Rank, ranking, ranking UGA outside of the top four just seems, it seems clickbaity to me. Um I mean, they, they talk about, you know, struggling against Missouri. That's not a good look. I'll, I'll give you that. But it's an SEC team, and Bama struggled with a Texas team that had a backup quarterback in. Um, the struggle against Kent State for UGA is absolutely unexcusable. I, that's, I you know, they should be dropped down a third or fourth, in my opinion, for that, that win. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, you look at this season and where, what is this, week six, I think, we're going into somewhere around there. So we're only we're only almost halfway through the season. There's still a, there's still so much to go on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Right right now, I think it's Ohio State, Bama, and UGA. However you want to rank them, I do not care. Um, one, two, or three. If you want to put Bama first, I really don't care. I don't think they're the best team in the country, but I I don't I don't care. I think those are your top three teams. Um, and then Michigan, Clemson, and USC are battling for that fourth position. And I think USC on paper. And the eye test. Right now, I think USC is the fourth best team uh, in the country. So I'll go back and watch Joel Klatt's video, and then when I get pissed off, I'll uh, I'll send you a dirty IM today. Okay, I'm good with the dirty IM. <laughs> Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night, shall we? Uh, in softball, East, Pal- East Palding. Holy crap! East, East Palding. Palding beats Carrollton. It's going to be East Palding forever now. <laughs> I like it. Hey, <laughs> we got Aramouche, and now we got East Paulding. Uh, East Paulding beats uh, Carrollton six to two. Heard County beat Callaway six to nothing. Chapel Hill beat Temple eight to four, and then Villarica beat Roswell eight to one. Addie Orr and Scara all had multiple hits for Villarica, and uh, they both had uh, two hits each to lead Villarica. So. Uh, Volleyball, Temple Falls, Gordon Lee, and Rockmart, both two games to nothing. The Stump It, games and events calendar. Thank you, by the way, to Marine South and, and Ty Harden and Lindsey Harden for um, continuing to support us. We we kind of just flow through this, but I, I wanted to thank them and 
them and and Tim Horsley with Stump It because you know we we talk about Hannah Strawn every day, but um, the Stump It calendar and the uh, Marine South uh, scoreboard. I wanted to thank these guys greatly. So then yeah, Marine yeah. South does a lot of stuff in the West Georgia area too. Not just sponsor our stupid podcast, but they they support a lot of the high schools around here, a lot of the middle schools. Um, they do a lot of a it lot was, of good in the community. Support a lot of the middle school fishing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's yeah, awesome. yeah. And there's been plans set in motion last night at a meeting of the minds of a, of a of a fun fishing thing that might come up next year. So stay tuned for that. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for tonight, model is at in softball. Model is at Bowden at five thirty. Ridgeland is at Bremen at five. Northwest Whitfield is at Central at five thirty. Northgate is at Hurd County at five thirty. Paulding County is at Temple at five thirty. And Villarica and Tri Cities is at 555 i believe that's a double header so I that think the first is game, a double header first game yeah so four ish oh yeah i'd assume so four four thirty in the second game six six thirty somewhere around there oh, yeah um let me see let me see if max preps has an updated schedule for well, those to be two fair games. it's gonna be four thirty, and then it'll be three innings for villarick <laughs> so over. max preps has it at 5 30 and 6 30. Um, so it'll be more like 5.30 and 5.45 will be the start times. And uh, you'll be out of there in time <laughs> to come home and watch uh, Thursday Night Football tonight. Thursday Night Football It is the Broncos and the other team Colts. that the Broncos are playing. Colts, yeah. My ESPN just died. Broncos and Colts, yes. Take the under. Um <laughs> <laughs> you ready for another cup of coffee, man? Yeah, but I need one. Well, let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, LeBron James to the NBA commissioner. I want a team in Las Vegas. Billy, I think we've said this a couple times that once LeBron's stint is up with the Lakers, he is going to go to Las Vegas and be a player coach for one year, and I believe he will draft Bronny. Bronny, I think, is only two years away from being in the NBA. Um, so I think he finishes out his career, at, or not his career, but he finishes out his contract in, with the Lakers, and then he goes over to Las Vegas, uh, is part of a you know owner's consortium over there, and then he is a player coach for one year, and he plays with his son Bronny, and then he retires and runs a Las Vegas basketball franchise I mean, Billy, is that a real is that a good place? Yeah, it's a great place for for basketball. It would be a great place to to have basketball. Our our friend Casey Bass is out there right now, um, and I'm sure he would love to have, to see some basketball out there when he goes out. But let me ask you this: What do you think the possibilities are with LeBron James becoming a commissioner before everything is said? The, the commissioner of the, the NBA? Commissioner. Yeah, zero. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he can go and be like an advisor to the commissioner or something like that. But yeah, LeBron's the likelihood that LeBron becomes the NBA commissioner is zero. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he does a lot of good for the sport. I know a lot of people hate him. I am a self-proclaimed LeBron lover. I, do, I love a lot of what he did, did, does. Not a huge fan of his stance over the whole China NBA thing. Um, I've been vocal about that. I'm very honest about my lo- love for LeBron. Um does a lot of great things in the community that people don't see uh and he yeah i think him being an advisor would be a very good role for him but being the nba commissioner i don't think is the best role for lebron 
Okay. Uh, yesterday, Billy, Warriors reviewing Draymond Green's altercation with Jordan Poole at a practice. There are reports that Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole during a Warriors practice yesterday. Surprised or not surprised about Draymond Green's actions? Not surprised at all. It's Draymond yeah, Green. Neither. Yeah, <laughs> Draymond Green. It's Draymond Green. And as Nick Siriano said yesterday on the Pat Mack show, you need dogs on your team. And uh, Draymond Green is that dog. I hate when we play Draymond Green. Uh, when we do not play Draymond Green, I'm a huge Draymond Green fan. I love the way he plays the game of basketball. Not a lot of people do that anymore. Uh, he is this generation's Dennis Rodman. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of a, a tougher guy, bad guy, crosses the line a lot. But, you know, after you play him, you know you're in a war with Draymond Green. The uh, Billy, the protester that was flattened by Rams' Bobby Wagner the other night is filing a police report. Um, I don't know if it's on against Bobby Wagner, Wagner, against Wagner. Or, or what a freaking yeah, yeah. joke. You're an idiot who jumped down and, and trespassed on a football property, on the NFL football property. You ran out there butt-ass naked, and then you also were flying around with like some kind of smoke you know thing so that number that those two things right there were issues and against the law and then you're gonna file a report because of something illegal that you did and he just flattened you on your ass no uh uh-uh no mm -mm. I, i have zero zero sympathy for this dude he can he can go to jail God, yeah, ridiculous. I'm riding. I'm riding with you hard on this one, man. This is ridiculous. This is the this is the America that we're living in, folks. You don't go to a zoo and jump into the alligator pen, get eaten by an alligator, and sue the zoo. That's just not what you do. So no, this is the same thing. Suing the freaking alligator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna sue the alligator for eating me. Uh, it's it's <laughs> stupid, man. Bobby Wagner was trying to help out uh, security and. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard about this yesterday on the Pat Mac show, and they were they were getting furious about it, and it made me even more furious. So I figured I'd include it this morning. Stupid stupidity. That is today's America. I hope this case gets thrown out. I really do. Uh, veteran wide receiver Cole Beasley retires after 11 NFL seasons, and former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Blake Bortles says he quietly retired. Um, so the Cole Beasley one I heard yesterday just because of. Cole Beasley being Cole Beasley, the backs, non-backs, whole saga that he went through last last year and coming to the Bucks last week. Uh, we heard about that. But Blake Bortles quietly retiring. Blake Bortles with, a, honestly, a pretty decent NFL career. Yeah, it's not bad. It's really not bad for Bortles. I'll, I'll give him that. Where did he go to school? You remember? Purdue, right? Am I am I imagining right. that? Uh, University of Central Florida. I was way off. Wow. Why did I think he was from Purdue? <laughs> Not even close. Swing and a miss there, Bryce. <laughs> Good job. Good job on that one. Uh, but, I mean, he has, he has 103 touchdowns in his career, over 17,000 passing yards, a passer radar, rating of 80.6. When you said over 17,000, I was, I was thinking interceptions. <laughs> no, only 75 of those. Only 75 of those. Uh, over all, close to 2,000 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, he took a Jacksonville Jaguars team to the AFC Championship. Yeah, he did. Uh, in 2000 and something. 15, maybe? Was it 2015? Is that what it was? Somewhere around there. 
Uh, so Blake Bortles, man, had a had a nice career. I mean, he played. Let's see, he was drafted in fourteen and just retired this year. So, I mean, yeah, nice, uh, nice little, nice NBA or NBA, nice NFL career there for Blake Bortles. Billy, and today in 1993, after nine seasons and three championships with the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan announces his retirement from the NBA, and then he returns on March 18th, 1995, and leads the Bulls to another three NBA titles. Michael Jordan, greatest of all time basketball player? Yes. We're going to save that argument for another day. Okay. We can save that argument for another day, but he's top three. Top three, definitely. Look, I got a chance to watch him, and my, you know, my parents are from Chicago, so I I spent a lot of time in Chicago. What he did for that city is, bar none, probably one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen. That city was electrified every time that he touched the basketball, like every single time. A a city that was mostly. A football city at that time was a bear city. You know what I mean? Bears, Cubs, White Sox. When you throw the Bulls in there and they were kind of nonchalant about it, but every single household in, in the city of Chicago and the surrounding suburb, suburbs had um, Bulls on every night. It was, yeah, he's he's my goat. Like, that's fine if you want to argue. But he's, he's, uh, he's second. He's second on my list. Um, second greatest, second greatest player of all time. Number two, behind Bill Russell. Bill Russell's the best. Uh, LeBron's third. It's Bill Russell, Michael, LeBron. That's okay. my top three. You know, you said you said it was a as a football city with Chicago. What the hell are they now? Because every single team up there sucks. Yeah, Bears suck. Blackhawks suck. Cubs suck. Are the White Sox any good? I have no, no idea if the White, White Sox, Sox are any good. Eliminated from playoff contention. They were good early on, and then they kind of just crapped out um, after the Indians took over that division. Um, and they've got to they've got to hire a new manager now. Larusa is stepping down, so um, it's bear. You're right. The Bears are are not great this year. Cubs Cubs were awful. They were terrible. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawks, and, and this pains me to say it. I'm a I'm a Hawks a Blackhawks fan. Um, Terrible. And they're they're not going to be good. They're really not. Um, and it sucks, but um, it is what it is. I don't know about the Bulls. They made the playoffs last year. They were the last <laughs> team to make the playoffs. But I mean, they they made the playoffs. They were good for a little while. I was going to say MLS, but the Chicago Fire are worse than the Atlanta or worse than Atlanta United. So it's uh, it's not soccer. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what Chicago is known for now. I don't know what they cheer for. Maybe they have a good rugby team up there or something. Ultimate Frisbee, uh, lingerie football. I don't know something. Maybe they have something good up Here's there. Here's the thing, man, and this is the great thing about Chicago is that they're not they're not fair weather. Okay, so they are diehard Bears, Bulls, Hawks, um, you know, Cubs, White Sox fans. They are diehard. They're gonna live and die with with their teams regardless of how bad they suck and you got to give you got to give credit to that team or to that city for for having that kind of mentality because i've i've been in that city so many times and their teams have sucked and it doesn't matter if the bulls are on i mean if the the bears are on we're watching the bears it's on and they're a very nfl led team like you don't watch college football up in 
Chicago on Saturdays. You watch the NFL. Well, they don't have any good football up there. Of course they don't watch college football. <laughs> yeah. There's no good college football up there. Northwestern is not decent. No, um, they're terrible. So and Illinois is awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're not awful. Of course they don't watch. They're awful. They're terrible. Mm. The, the Illini are the worst team in the Big Ten. They suck. They just beat Wisconsin. The only reason I'm saying that is because a very diehard Illinois fan listens to this podcast. <laughs> It just uh, uh, they're pretty decent here. <laughs> they're terrible, Billy. They're awful. Uh, actually, actually, a, a kid close close to here, Mr. Caleb Odom, wide receiver for the uh, Carrollton Trojans, recently got a scholarship offer to Illinois. That'd be cool um, if he if he went up there and went to the Big Ten. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Sweet. Let's get out of here on a Thursday, and we will see y'all tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.